Hello and welcome. I'm Linda Groh, Executive Director and CEO of AORN, and I'm delighted to be speaking with Leah Binder. Leah, tell us about yourself. Well, thanks, Linda. It's great to be with you today. I am President and CEO of the LeapFrog Group. We are a national nonprofit. We represent employers and other purchasers of health benefits who are uh, eager to drive for improved quality and safety in healthcare in the United States. And they do that by reporting on the safety and quality of care in uh, health facilities. Traditionally, LeapFrog reported on hospital care. So inpatient hospital care and uh, the outcomes as well as mostly patient safety. And we did that for 21 years, but recently employers started asking us for information on ASCs because they're very interested in sending employees to ASCs and their employees are interested in ASCs. So they asked us, can you give us data on uh, the safety and quality of ASCs? Can you publicly report it? So our employees and the public at large can compare among ASCs because this is a very exciting uh, part of healthcare. It's a very exciting option for people for their healthcare. So we have started to do it. I'm really excited about it. We have our ASC survey that's now out there. ASCs can all participate for free if you're interested. Um, and it is a very good way of really in an independent way of showing uh, the public uh, the value of ASCs and how they compare so you can make a decision to go there. Leah, if, if some of our, our listeners are interested in participating, how would they get in touch with the LeapFrog Group? They can go to leapfroggroup.org and they get a tab on our website on the top. And they just go into ASC uh, for ASCs and they can get lots of information about our whole program and how they participate. They, we have a help desk. We'll get them lots of information and they can get started right away. And again, no cost, just... Uh, just get in, get in with us. We'd love to have you. That's great. Well, what I think is interesting is that both employers as well as employees um, turn to LeapFrog for some additional assistance in identifying what's important in ambulatory surgery and in the risks that are involved. And, and that's our topic for today is to talk about the risks that are involved in having surgery in an ambulatory surgery center. From your perspective, Leah, what are some of those risks? Well, I think there's some classic risks of surgeries of patient safety, which I know we'll talk about today, but I, I really wanna start with something I've seen with, with COVID. And I've seen this and I've heard about it anecdotally, and I've heard about it a lot from nurses in particular. So I, I think it's worth stating, I think it's something we should talk about and I'm interested in hearing more from really from you as well, because you're really an expert on this topic and that is the absence or the restriction of visitors. I think we've seen that through COVID in some cases, absolute restriction, no visitors and others somewhat restriction where it's minimized. I think that that has had some real effects that aren't always positive for the patient and for the providers. I think what we're seeing and I'm hearing is that visitors actually have a role to play in the delivery of care. I mean, they're, they're in theory 24 seven, they're right by the bedside and they are focused only on that patient in the bed. 
and they can monitor care and they can look for errors and mistakes and they can also make sure things are going the way they're supposed to and they make sure that there's coordination of care among the various people that the patient is seeing. I mean, there's so many ways that visitors and family members contribute to the, to the care of the patient that uh, what we're seeing again is that there may have been some real impacts to the, the well-being of patients when those restrictions have been imposed. And as well, again, what, I'm, what I've heard, especially talking to several different nurses, is that it's been hard on them because it adds another uh, layer to their responsibilities to really be, to monitor patients at that level of intensity that they would get from a family member sitting in the room. But they realized how much they were relying on family members to be eyes and ears for them and to help them. And in addition, by the way, they also have the responsibility and, and care deeply about wanting to do this of getting the patient's family on the, on the phone or getting them on the, on the iPad so that the patient does have that uh, interaction with their loved ones. So that has added another responsibility and also we've removed some of the uh, supports that nurses realized they relied on. So I think probably that's a big issue for, for ASCs as well and certainly throughout the healthcare system. Leah, you are absolutely right on there. Um, the isolation has had multiple repercussions in some areas that we've never experienced before. For example, the absence of those family members, as you identified, has led to increased falls during the particularly the post-operative phase. You know, prior to COVID, um, family members or a friend was considered to be a, an important adjunct to the uh, surgery, the patient receiving surgery. And in the, especially in that second and third phase of recovery, uh, and they were there for support and protection to the patients who were not quite steady on their feet. You know, we, anybody that's been through an anesthetic experience knows that when you're coming out of it, you can stand up, but you're you're just not as sturdy as you were as you were before that opportunity of the anesthesia. So, due to COVID, the inclusion of the post of family in the post op areas was eliminated, and the centers have reported that they have had to increase staffing in the post op period because of this to prevent those falls. Uh, and some of those falls have re resulted in additional uh, hospitalization. So it, it has been a concern. Another area that uh, has been reported as an area of concern is related to pain management. We know that pain management and the use of opioids has been a, a high profile. And during COVID, it actually took a bit of a back seat because there was so much focus on COVID but the reality is that the abuse and use of opioids increased during COVID for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is an important area where family can make a difference in helping patients cope with pain and to look for alternate ways other than um, opioids or other drugs. That support and reinforcement of the friends and family with the patient is absolutely a top priority. And the success of that post-op care frequently does depend on the team, which includes the family with, with the patient. 
What would you like to add to, to these two areas? Anything come to mind, Leah? Well, I think another area where families are helpful is just on the, the small things that can be big harms. So like medication errors, it's so easy for a medication error to occur. I mean, it can be a decimal point moved or, you know, it can just be very, or an interaction someone didn't consider or forgot about or something. Um, my uh, family member just spent time in, in a, a hospital, for instance, and there was all kinds of medication errors and at discharge and everything else. So they're very easy to make. They're the most common error made. And I think having family members who are there, who can just simply ask the questions, what is that medication? And and, or bring in the meds from home and just be sure that there's that there's attention paid to them. And family members have the ability to focus only on that one patient, as opposed to everybody else working in the ASC, for instance, who has you know a number of patients and a number of responsibilities at the same time. So uh, I think medication errors, and you mentioned falls, but other kinds of um, uh, hand hygiene, uh, making sure that that's done in a way that that, that is safest for the patient. I mean, everything, all the little things that can happen in a delivery system that really can cause huge harm to the patient. I think having family members there are certainly nurses and uh, nurses who are, you know, who, who've been trained in the nursing model of care, who know how important those things are and put that at the top of their priority list. I think all that's going to be critical to the safety and quality of of ASCs and into the whole healthcare system. You're you're right on there. I think you know one of the things that there are impact always to the patients that are involved in the errors, um, whether it's medication, whether it's uh, issues that result in a surgical site infection. Um, there are those the, the the direct impact to the patients, but there's also an impact to the caregivers and the nurses that were involved in those um, issues, it, it, can, it can impact their professional career and how they perceive themselves in, as a caregiver and um, mitigating the risk that, that they are responsible for in caring for patients. So it is multifaceted, but, but very, very important. We have a policy at LeapFrog called the Never Events Policy which we ask ASCs if they adopt. And it basically asks what happens when a never event happens. So never events are defined by the National Quality Forum as events that should never happen, sentinel events that should never happen. So when that happens, do you apologize to the patient? Do you um, not charge for the event? Do you do just a number of different steps that employers help to put together as our policy? But one of the steps that we added in recent years for just the reason you brought up, Linda, is do you have a public policy of care for the caregiver? It's really important that you care because these are really hard on the caregivers, very hard. And we want people to come away still able to do their job well afterward. Everybody makes mistakes. They have to be able to emerge better. And, uh, and it has to be public because it has to be shown to everyone that we take care of people who work here. Uh, otherwise, they, they do some pretty um, unhealthy human behaviors, whether it's just escaping with substance use disorder or uh, 
uh, sweeping things under the rug and and that creates a culture that is not safe. So I uh, couldn't agree with you more. It's really important that we're compassionate with the providers as well as the patients. Well, thank you, Leah. I have so enjoyed our opportunity to talk about the ambulatory surgery centers. It is a new frontier for complex surgeries. It's no longer just the tonsils and the cataracts. That's right. um, the team sees this as an opportunity to learn new skills and care for surgical patients using new techniques and the modalities of care. And what, what, what healthcare professional does not enjoy and appreciate uh, learning new skills. The environment offers nurses the opportunity to bond with patients in a new way. Um, that includes the pre-op assessment via the technology, such as the iPad or the iPhone, as also, and also the post-op um, assessment. You know, you can look at wounds post-operatively and mm -hmm. prevent the patient from having to come to the doctor's office via looking at, it, at the iPad. My hope is that perioperative clinical and administrative nurses are excited about these new opportunities and challenges. It is an exciting time. And I believe that all the experiences as a nursing profession during COVID-19, this is a period that will forever change nursing and the care that we give to our patients. For Leah Binder and myself, Thank you for joining this podcast. We appreciate your attendance and wish you well on your journey as nurse administrators of ambulatory surgery centers. Yes, thank you.